Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. Well, hello and welcome to a beautiful episode of Empowered Conversations today. It's beautiful because I have a beautiful guest sitting in front of me here in uh, my office. I'm very, very honoured to have her um, join me for this conversation because I know that she will gift us so much wisdom and joy and bit of irreverence, bit of fun, bit of fun. <laughs> My dear guest is Patricia, but better known as Patty Snudden, who has been uh, with the Sisters of St. Joseph since 1953. And what I want to say is that I'm, when I'm in her presence, I, um, I just come back. I just come back to what is. I can feel what is. I, I, I re-engage in life, with life, with spirit, in such a profound way. So I want to welcome Patty. Patty, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Susie. I feel really, um, really, really privileged to be able to share my story. Yeah, and it's, you know, before we share your story, you've got a lot of years of experience. So how old are you so our listeners know? I'm 88 years old. 88. Oh, Patty, bless you. Maybe a couple of months now, 88 and two months. Yeah. My birthday is the 11th of August, 1932, so I'm a bridge baby. Where do we need to go to? Where are we being invited to start with your life story? What wants to come through? I'm just so grateful for all that life has been for me, every part of it. A friend said to me many years ago, I hope you'll come to rejoice in your story. And I, at that point I thought I would never be able to do that. But today I can really say I do rejoice in my story, all the little parts, particularly the painful parts, when at times I just felt my world crumbled and I was, was like a, um, a cyclone and everything just crumbled and I felt crumbled and um, I felt imprisoned. And today I'm, I know that I'm not in prison. I know that I've been set free. I've been unbound, unchained. And I'm so grateful for all that, for this moment in life. And for all the people who've been a part of my life, my mum, my dad, they were just little people. My dad was a mop maker and my mum used to make him really special sandwiches. He'd, he'd, he'd set off early in the morning on a bus and my mum would always get really nice ham to put on his sandwiches. When my dad would come home, he'd have a little Gladstone bag He'd have little um, apple, apple slices or some little things to bring home. And my dad was very good at um, winning things. And I remember once he won 
a whole box of chocolate frogs and that was heaven. Another thing I remember about my dad, he brought me this birthday cake and it was Mickey Mouse was in the middle and around the little birthday cake were little strawberries just studded in cream and for me that was a a day of um, being in heaven. So my mum and dad had beautiful hearts. My mum and dad suffered. My mum and dad weren't married. Because they weren't married, that was very painful, very painful. My mum didn't want to get divorced because she'd be cut off from the Catholic Church, but she loved my my dad and and so the relationship was really, really painful. In in 60, my dad said to me, your mum and I have been fixed up, so I know they always wanted to be married. So that was a great, very painful for them. It was very painful for our family. Mm. Patty, something like that can really, um, the, the, uh, the aftermath of something like that or the impact of that can trickle down generations, uh, particularly if there was shame attached to that. And is that something that you experienced but maybe didn't quite consciously know it growing up and later on in life? I did experience. I felt that I wasn't. I wasn't any good. My family wasn't any good. Um, we were almost on the dung heap. You know. I didn't think that we were that we were precious at all. But what I, what I do remember is the kindness of my mum and dad. When I look back, I think how my mum was just beautiful if you were sick, and my dad too. I remember dad playing with my dad playing with us on the floor and. He dislocated his arm, and you know he'd make he'd make little things. He'd make tables and chairs for us, and other little things like that. So they, my, both my mum and dad had a beautiful heart. Not as, it doesn't mean that they didn't at, at times, you know, get cranky with us and you know be frustrated. That was really a part of their journey too. There, there was this disapproval around their relationship, but. It didn't stop you from considering the kind of life that you wanted to have and joining um, St. Joseph's Sisters. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you make that decision? Um, what influenced you to go down that path? From when I was a little kid, I, I, I was just, um, I guess I just I fell in love with God some way. I was always um, interested and um, I just longed somehow to be a nun. But what happened when I went to join, there were two orders, three orders that said I couldn't join because um, one order said we have our standards to keep. The others, because you were illegitimate, you couldn't be um, welcomed. So for me, to even to use the word illegitimate or de facto mm. was like a knife, mm. as if a knife was just put into my heart. But the sisters of St. Joseph, um, a, a good friend who was another who was a good Samaritan sister, she wrote a letter for me, and I sent it to the good to the Josephite sisters, and they welcomed me. So I was welcomed into the into the order that was founded in a stable. Like Jesus was founded in the, was taken to a little stable. And I must say that um, I came to realise too that those other doors, those other 
groups of people. I weren't meant to be there. Those doors were meant to be closed because I said to Joseph one day, I said, I don't even know you, Joseph. And he said, you don't know me. He said, I've been looking after you since you were a little girl. You used to come around the church and you'd pray at my statue. He said, I've been looking after you and I'm still looking after you. He said, those doors weren't meant to open for you. You were meant to be a Josephine. Mm. That gave me such great joy. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, there's, like, I just want to pause here because we are all at different points in our lives met with closed doors. And that can you know we can there are so many choices we can we can we can make in that moment um you still had that very strong calling to to be a nun and you didn't stop there you chose you you tried the third order and you were welcomed um sometimes in life we are met with those closed doors and you know when i hear you share your story it's like you've always had this I don't know if it's a voice, if it's your, you know, God speaking to you, if it's how, however you call it. Is that something that was always, I mean, it sounds like it was always present there, guiding along the way. Did you know it consciously? I used to love the story that Jesus liked little kids, that story about Jesus with little children. He loved little children. And so that's, I think that sort of um, appealed to me too. It was one of my favourite gospel passages at one point, how Jesus was with little children. There was that kindness there and goodness Mm. and really cared about little kids. So somehow I got to know that I was really cared about somewhere along the line. Mm. Mm. And that's always stayed with you. Mm. Yeah. And so we all are, aren't we? We are all cared for we're all looked out for I mean I can feel that strongly my own life but I want to say that I can probably feel that more so as I've matured as I've you know come to really embrace that know that part of my life um to to allow spirit into my life to be guided by that and there's something, Patty, that you once taught me because I wasn't brought up religiously. I was, I, we went to church, um, but I was never quite called in the way that maybe you were, but I was called to a partner that spoke to me. And so when I asked you once, well, how do you pray? What you said to me, which really stayed with me is, with awareness in my heart. And that that just that that just stayed with me, you know, because I always thought that prayer was for someone who was um who knew what they were praying about. They had to know the kind of, you know, the words and they had to have grown up in that, in those religious circles, um, which is why maybe the Indian philosophy always resonated more with me and the Eastern philosophy. But having had these incredible conversations with you over the years that we've known each other, I got it. It's it's not it's not none of that is about that. All of that is just a tool to help us come back to this place that you talk about in the heart. Um, tell me more about that. Tell me about that. How that's evolved for you? I 
think what's very precious is for me, I often had a lot of um, fear. I was afraid of things. I was afraid of my own sexuality. Um, I think because, particularly because the churchy stuff, you know, the, the do's and the don'ts, there was a lot of fear and a lot of um, guilt, you know, mortal sin and venial sin and so on. And I think that was very um, crippling. And it, um, it, it sort of silenced, it silenced, um, almost silenced your heartbeat, I think. It did that, you know, that, that something just, it was almost like it was crushed, as if your heart was crushed. And since I've come to realise the gift of my sexuality, you know, and the one and the how the spirit of love dwells within, dwells within and delights in me, you know, that when I experience arousal or whatever, it's the spirit of love who's there just loving me and calling me, calling me to sort of to let go and to believe and to trust in what's happening, which is an, an incredible, an incredibly freeing. It's beyond words. I don't know whether I could even really put words on what that means. Mm. It's like it's you. It's just being taken into this this world of um, of compassion, of understanding, of um, acceptance, of gratitude, great joy, and also. It's not just for myself. It's a, it's it's a, a sense of being connected with with all peoples and the whole of creation, and being held. It's like it's like the heart of God being held in the heart of God, in the heart of love. Mm. And that's that's incredible, incredible, really, and just ever so gently um, being being helped to be aware of that. Bit by bit, I was when I used to be afraid of my sexuality because I thought I was made the wrong way and it was really bad and all that. Mm. But whenever I would do a retreat and I wanted to long for union with God, this whole experience would come back yeah. and very deeply. I really, and um, I often write, write, write poems about it. And I think that's the that's the most incredible thing that, and to be able to sort of tell somebody. That was happening because I was thought, oh gosh, I'll, I'll be going to hell or something. I didn't know whether I was going to hell or where I was going to mm. end up because of this experience. But to come to know that it's it's just pure gift and it's meant for all peoples mm. that we're all held in that place of love, mm. in that place of healing and joy and delight. It is so um, liberating to hear you say that, and in fact, I kind of feel really teary around that because it, it is our true nature, isn't it? Um, on the one hand, you can't put words to it, but we can all feel it. We can experience it to the degree that we acknowledge it as as normal part of our humanity, our divine being. And I think what you said around that is the key. Um, maybe feeling it all at once might be overwhelming for some. Um, no, it has for me, right? To really, to really bask in that, in that extraordinary experience, feeling, sensation. Cause it's like 
you know, it's so many gifts come from that. And it's like where we can't handle the gifts. We don't know what to do with those because we haven't been conditioned that way. We've been told to that that is wrong, as you were saying, mm-hmm. particularly for women, mm-hmm. particularly for women. Um, so I think what you're saying, the, the key thing there is just, you know, step by step, open yourself up to that, acknowledge it as something that is part of our, you know, human nature, that we're here to experience that and sexuality is spirit working through us, is living through us, expressing itself through us. And and as we feel that, I think the word, the key word is feeling, feeling into it, even if it's through movement, because we've shared those experiences around how movement is so important to help us embody that nature. But slowly, bit by bit, you know, for anyone even listening to that, um, maybe even this conversation might be a little um, too, what shall we say, too confronting to hear that. But if we can just stay with that for a little bit and know that this is our beautiful divine nature and that it's a gift and that we're not really living until we're, we're in touch with that. Yeah, I remember saying at one time I, I was on a retreat and it was a directed retreat, so I'd share each day what was happening. And I said to the person who was accompanying me, I said, I feel that I've, I've got a lover. You know, it's a lover. I'm experiencing that. You know, it's like taking a lover. And, um, and that's what it is, that, um, that whole trinity, that trinitarian love, the Father, Son and Spirit. Is it just dwells within my being, and then um, yeah, it's, it's a gentleness. It's sort of a, it's a pulsating love, and it's something that flows, and it and it can get really deeper. And when I was aware that God wants this, you know, that the spirit of love is just desires, desires to sort of to be a part of who I am and and who I'm becoming. You know, it's. It's an incredible, an incredible gift that's just, um, you would say, how can this ever be? And I suppose that's true. How can this ever be? For the birth of a child, how can this ever be? You know, and, but for, um, you know, single people and uh, religious like myself, you know, how can this ever be that this could, this great joy of, um, of life, it's being lifed, it's being, um, Taken to a place that's that's just beyond it. Right yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. It is a wow, isn't it? We often sit, you and I. We often sit in our, um, in the time that we spend together, and we, we, um, we allow spirit to come through, and we, we. Send and we connect to that, we connect to that love, we rejoice in that, and then we send it out into the world. That's such a um, that's such an extraordinary experience, you know, to really send that out into the world from the little nook that we're in, <laughs> but to know that when we do that, you know, we're really breaking through barriers, um, walls, metaphorically speaking, um, and not 
on the one hand. Um, so I wonder if there was a practice that you would share with others that you would want to share um, in terms of how to embody that more, how to embody our, you know, that, that. I would say what we've got um, over the years has been more of an awareness of the gift of contemplation. Um, and in that's, it's a case of becoming empty, being empty, and then uh, often it's just through a, um, sort of a mantra or a word. For instance, for me, it's um, in Christ, for Christ, with Christ. Mm. In Christ, for Christ, with Christ. So it's a case of repeating that word. And then if if images or something else comes comes into my mind, I just let it go, let it float. And just let it... I remember, I remember hearing about like, the little boats on a river. Let the little boats float by. Just go back to them to the um, mantra in Christ for Christ with Christ, and it's like it's almost like, it's like a surrender, and in that surrender, um, the spirit of love does what it needs to do. It just comes through, because I would never thought that God could possibly dwell within my being. You know, we, we hear that the spirit of love dwells within us. I realise now what that means. The spirit of love dwells within my very being that I I really feel it, feel it, you know, in the most precious, in the part that I've been more afraid of is my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So it's a, an amazing revelation of that, you know, that's, yeah, it's just coming. It's not coming in emptiness and not sort of saying this prayer or that prayer mm-hmm. or this is how to do it. It's just a surrender, a surrender yeah. and allowing. It's sort of saying yes, yes to this lover who who longs, who longs to dwell, to dwell and to and to sort of teach along the way. I'm amazed at how ever so gently I've been enabled to let go and let go and allow this to be. And I think I've come to that realization of how how precious my own body is. I can touch my body and not be afraid. And realize that, that and, and love will just flow. Your love will just flow like this pulse of love. Mm. So it's not all bad, you know. It's just, just amazing, amazing, and um, incredibly beautiful. Yeah. So I see with new eyes. I feel with, with, with I feel with a new heart, and my body just delights in um, this amazing gift. Mm. So when we're in pain, when we're suffering, the spirit of love is there wanting to come through, knocking at the door, so to speak, in the best way that I can describe that. And in that moment, there's a real invitation to come empty, to let go, to surrender. I've had big, big, um, lots of big suffering in my life around family that's been really, really painful. Things that have had really tragic deaths in my family, two tragic deaths. I just know and I believe that, that they will be cared for, that they are being cared for, that there will be a moment for them to be set free and to know that God is love and to experience that. 
So when things when things happen now in my family, I'm less afraid. I'm I, f- I know that we will be carried, will be gently carried as that lovely um, story about the um, the lost sheep. There were ninety nine sheep, and the, and the shepherd just just went to get to pick up that lost sheep. And mm. I remember when one of my sisters died, uh, this friend said to me, "She'll be carried. She'll be carried." She'll be carried and she'll experience resurrection. So I really, in the deepest part of my being, I come to really believe that. Mm. Yeah. There's something, there's something beautiful about grounding ourselves in that, mm. in, in that knowing, in that knowing. Um, coming back and letting that, um, letting that give us the courage to let go where we have no control, where we, particularly in those situations where we can't do anything, um, particularly at times of hopelessness or helplessness, or even if, even if it's, you know, in my case, I'm thinking of my girls, there are times where I hold on and maybe control, um, forgetting that, forgetting that, forgetting what we're talking about, that they'll be carried. I mean, of course, I will talk to them. I will in, be the parent that I feel that I need to be in that moment. But be, I'm talking about beyond that, mm. where it's time for me to let go. And there are so many so many situations in life where really we we need to do that. I know that is true for me. That is really true for me. And I'd like to think that I'm more aware of that. I would like to think. Um, and I think that's, I feel that that's a very important place to start, awareness, as you've shared. Hmm. Because slowly, slowly then something happens, something opens up. It's like a plant, a little plant, little seeds are planted and then um, after a while there's a little little movement and and they start to come and they bloom. There's a beautiful plant and then there's a, you know, there's sort of stages in the life of a plant. So I think that's true for us too. Like little seeds are planted, and not only little seeds, the little seeds are also watered. And I'm thinking of how the many times I've, the people I've met, and the books, there are so many um, informative books today that can really enlighten you, can be enlightened in so many ways today. I think that's incredible because there are many people today being called, I think, being called to be. Do say an agent of love, I suppose, an agent of love to really believe in that love that dwells within, and that is that is for each person. And then I think through the through the through the contemplative being able to sort of just quietly be in that contemplation, that contemplative part, it's like a little place of surrender. And I think many, many much life is being shared by many people, many, many people. Hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like almost like being on another planet, being on a, 
on a planet where there's where love just flows freely. You know, we I'm aware of how blind I can be and how blind I've been at times and being afraid and you know this is not right and that's not right and you know even in my way of looking at people. But now it's it's realizing the gift of each person and each thing. Mm. How do we do that? I ask a question that <laughs> really comes with time, I guess. But from this place in your, you know, where you're at now in life, for those of us who want to be able to do that, who are really trying to do that, wanting, I know there's the intention of doing that, making a choice and acting on that. What do you have to say with that? Where you really want to know that each to be able to see someone as a gift, each person as a gift. I believe I, I really need to see myself as gift. Realize that that I have been gifted. Um, I have been gifted not just for myself to be a gift to be shared. Mm. You know, I really, but I really believe deeply that I've been blessed and graced and. Um, Reconditioned and fashioned in many, in many, many, many ways. And so, as I can believe that for myself, I can believe it for others. I think that when it, when we, I remember um, somebody saying, if you can believe in yourself, you need to, you know, believe, to say that I can believe I'm loved. Unless I believed, unless I can really believe that deeply that I'm loved, I'm not going to, if somebody else tells me it's not going to have, an inf- not going to have any effect. But when I come to really every part of me says, wow, you know, something beautiful is happening within my being and that I'm going to be okay, I can believe that for others. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, coming back to that comes back to us always. I think it's about trust, to trust and to come to trust. I can remember when I had these feelings Regarding my sexuality, and I'd be—I couldn't trust. I think oh, that couldn't be God, you know. That couldn't. And I think I feel that, that somehow the spirit was there, but I'd say. And then in the end, I'd say, "Yeah, I, I would. I would surrender." You know? mm. So it's been great, little by little. It's this surrendering of what's happening within my, you know, the core of my being. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's like being—it's—it's it's like being taken to the center, to the whole center. The centre of the universe, yeah, where all is held, all is held. That whole birthing thing, that birthing thing, yeah. Mm. And daring to believe, daring to believe that that is really happening, that really that is happening and it's ongoing. Mm. Like saying, yes, yes, I'll, I do believe, I do believe, oh, yeah, this is what I want, this is what I really believe in. And the cause is love, you know, it's a whole um, ocean of love, a mighty ocean that we come to swim in that ocean. We come to learn to learn to be. I was watching a um, nature program um, some time ago and as I was watching it, I just felt within my body, I felt the movement of the animals, you know, there were these big um, whales and things. In my body it was just that flow of life was there. So what I find now that um, often when I'm in bed and when I'm 
when I um, come to my quiet time, it just flows through my body. That love just flows through. Mm. And, and Patty, it's important that given that that's something that we can feel much more in, in quiet, in, in that real contemplative kind of space, presence, it's so important to give ourselves that. It's not something that can happen in um in that rapid kind of busy. Silence is important. Silence is really important. And we're, I think we're brought to silence. And there are, um, there are sort of, um, I've been helped through um, meditation, different meditations and things that really take you through that. What I do now, I get up early in the morning, sometimes between three or four o'clock I wake. And then I, that's when I have my time, my, my, my quiet time. Mm. And, and when I then I just have that I mean I just experience that love being poured into my being and just it's just like saying yes I say yes 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 yeah yeah and I'm aware that I I think when I relate to people it's different something happens I think it's um it's like there's a light that shines or something how I relate to people and people relate well to me. I have a real sense that um yeah there's something beyond me and it's um there's great love in my heart for people and I can, you know, joy and fun and things like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's that I just love the fun and the joy and I get I get teased a lot because I love going out and <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that part of you because you really do radiate with that. I do, yeah. I get, I get, I get teased a lot. <laughs> By whom? <laughs> I do, and I, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who teases you besides me? <laughs> our sisters, our sisters tease me. They do tease me. So, where are you going, and what are you doing? Ah, and there's a put a smile on their face. Yeah. Good. And I, and I draw things on the board. <laughs> <laughs> I, was out, I, I was out the weekend and um, I put a notice on the board, Paddy is home, and I put a little face and they said, will you be staying home? <laughs> so, yeah, lots of fun. So I think, the, I think the fun is a great thing. My mum used to love fun too. Mm. She, was a little, she was like a little imp. Yeah. Mm. So I think it runs off. We were just, we were just, just to say we were just little, little people who didn't think we were much worth yeah, but um, I I really believe in the treasure that we are, and the treasure that each one of us, you know, that each one is held in, is held in love like a like a beautiful little child. Each person, yeah, mm. each one of my family is to pray for healing in my family, mm. and I think and I really believe that it's happening. You know, that sometimes you think, oh gosh, and yet somehow. I really believe in that. In that, love is flowing. Love is flowing. Mm. Love is being given. Mm. So, let's see what I'm. I'm. I'm curious to see what happens when I, what comes from you, what unfolds when I ask you the question. So, who are you? A little raindrop. <laughs> Who sparkles and delights in being? Uh, 
I'm the daughter of um, Aubrey and Aubrey Charles Snudden and Mary Elizabeth Young. And I'm a sister of St. Joseph. Um, I'm a treasure beyond measure. Um, I'm her very, very royal highness. <sighs> very, very royal highness. And I love being called Patty. Mm. Yeah. And I'm very grateful um, to Susie for her great love. Yeah, her great love and acceptance of how gently I've been helped, encouraged and believed in. I think I'm wonderful. I've had, I've had wonderful friends along the way who've really encouraged me and believed in me. I had a friend and I was telling her my story and her tears fell on my arm. I remember, I remember that moment. So there have been wonderful people, wonderful people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what a, it's truly such a gift to know you, Patty, and to share your journey, um, to be part of that. I mean, whenever I'm in your presence, I just... No, like I said to you when you came in, you really make me smile. Um, but it's that it's a full 360 up and down, all around, smile inside out. It just flows out into into the world. It's such a gift to be um to be in your company and to receive the love that you that you radiate and to certainly give that back because you receive it so open-heartedly. So, um, you know, we have a lot of fun together, (laughs) a lot of fun, joy, and how amazing to have someone who is so open to, to that love and then to see what magic and wonder and joy comes through what opens up when we are together, when we have our time, when we're also intent on sending that out into the world, when we have our meditative practices together. That's, um, yeah, it's such a gift. And it's, it is gift. It is gift. Yeah, it's a gift that I'm um, deeply grateful for. Yeah, deeply, deeply grateful. So my heart overflows with um, deep, deep and sincere gratitude for the wonder, for the reality, you know, for uh, little people. It's okay to be little people. You don't have to be big wigs or just little wigs. Yeah. Mm. So we give thanks. Mm. I give thanks um, for all that is and all that has been and all that will be. Mm. Thank you, Patty. Um, I I don't know where the time goes with you. <laughs> time and space collapse. This is um, such a, a beautiful experience with you, beautiful conversation. 
And um, anything else that you want, you wish to share with us before we before we finish up. God is love, and he who dwells in love dwells in God. God is love, and whoever dwells in love dwells in God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrozzi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful, and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations. Empowered Conversations.